Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. What's up? Yeah, just waking up. Sorry. Um, going through some technical issues, working through those problems. But you're still here. Still here. Still here. So that's exciting. Um, what a what a what a like weirdly long week this week was was. Somebody told me the week of the Delaware State Fair is like the longest week ever. Is this a, the week I also the, heard? Oh, it is right. Yeah. Yeah. They started yesterday. Yeah. Like it started last night. And then they also said the MLB All Star Week is like the longest week ever because there's like really new sports on outside of MLB in the summer. And since they had the All Star game a couple of days ago, there's been like new sports on. Like, well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the contrary of that because there has been a lot of soccer here and there. I mean, that's what we're here for. I mean, like multiple games. I, I know yeah. what you're saying, but like you know, talking about the Euros, but it's kind of slowing down. Yeah, but like the oh, what was it? What day was it? There was like 17 different friendlies on the TV. Uh, two days All ago. Night, man. Yeah, exactly. That was that was two nights ago. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was trying to see our boy from Club America, see if he was going to make an appearance on the TV. Yeah. Did you see the new Argentinian guy for City started? Oh, uh, yeah. Alvarez, he's good. Yeah. Told you, I got him on FIFA. He's good. Yeah. So, um, too bad he came out of the other club in Argentina, but it's all right. Still like him for the national team. <clears throat> Still not going to win that World Cup, though. Listen, man, we're, we're not talking about that. Um, So... That's going to be the hardest thing. I'm not going to talk about the World Cup ever until like it's happening. And even so, I'm still very, going to be very cautious as to what I say. I'm with Christian Pulisic. They're not there to just show up. They win the whole thing. <laughs> um, Winter bust. <clears throat> so, uh, so this week I was at the Diamonds game with Katie and Amaya. Uh, so we had, a, we had a good time there. Uh, it was very hot. But the kids did really, really well. Um, we played probably what is now becoming one of my favorite games to play at camps, uh, which is soccer golf. Yeah, you guys went all out with the soccer golf. Well, so I think that's the fun part about it, right? So you give the kids, you pair them up and you give them 20 minutes to create their own like golf hole. And like they and you give them access to as much equipment as they want. And it's, it's fantastic. So those are where the New Balance soccer balls went. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're all still there. Some we got soccer balls that are MIA. They should. They're probably just. They just got put in the wrong in the wrong ball bag. That's what happened. See, there was only one ball bag in there. No, there's two. There was two in there. Yesterday when I left, there was two. Well, between you leaving, me showing. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so uh so ultimately this diamond so- soccer camp was was great. Uh so there's a couple still a couple camps left. So make check make sure you check that check that out, Delarine.com. Um and then record registration is open and discovery registration is open as well, right, Dwayne? Yeah, we're still you know, we're still open. Um, you know, obviously you can register on our website. Um, but looking forward to the season. Um, numbers are growing by the day. I just checked. So we're slowly creeping up to our you know, normal target number, and then we're continuing to go forward. 
Another thing that we have is the Philadelphia Union game coming up on August 31st. That's right. So right now we've out of 100 seats, we've filled 64 of them. Okay. So we still have about what is that 36 seats available. So check your email if you haven't. Get that link and let's support Delaware Union on that day. Yeah, let's do it. Perfect. I love it. Um all right. Um what else do we have going on from a club standpoint? Not nothing really. I mean, we're in a beach soccer day. Yeah. In a couple yeah, of days. Got a beach training coming up. Yeah, got a beach training coming up, which I'm excited about. Um we have uh we also have a um we're gonna be going to the UD DSU game. Mm-hmm. The women's game, August 18th. So we're going out there with, with a lot of our girls teams out there. So it'd be fun to go watch that uh Delaware rivalry game uh from the women's soccer standpoint. Obviously supporting both sides because uh because we got we got player we got a player on the from the diamonds from DSU. Um and obviously our our boy Mike is uh is at is at Delaware and then we also have Sarah who's a player at Delaware who's also a coach with us. So we're excited for that. Uh, so yeah, it's a lot, a lot of stuff going on in the next couple of weeks. I'm heading out to Colorado in a few weeks, so we'll be, you know, hopefully doing some interviews out there with Fields and Kelly. Um, but yeah, it's been, yeah, this week's been interesting. Um, I think this is the time of the year where, like, we're kind of not again. You, you called it right. The, the there's not much soccer going on, so it kind of feels a little odd because you're kind of stuck in between things. Um, but trying to regain some energy and and get going for you know for that last push of the summer and get getting ready for the fall season so i'm excited for that all right today with us we have cassidy weiss she is the youth program manager manager at united soccer coaches uh cassidy how you doing i'm doing well thanks happy to be here yeah absolutely uh so you know we we've been a long delaware union the club that Dwayne and i work for have been a longtime member club member uh, but at the same time, this this past year, uh, you know, we with the podcast, we got to be a part of Podcast Row, and it was really exciting to be a part of that. So we've been somewhat in constant communication with somebody at United Soccer Coaches, and so we're excited about some new the new thing. So when when uh, when it was announced that you were taking on this role, I was very excited to to meet somebody new and and to connect with you. So um, can you tell us a little bit about your youth program manager role at United Soccer Coaches? Yeah. Absolutely. So um, before um, I was hired for the position, it was um, both youth member club and high school as one. And so um, they they've gone away from that and they've essentially made them two separate roles, especially just um, seeing as though how many youth clubs there are in the country and also high schools. Um, so, so my specialty is, um, youth clubs and both boys and girls. So within our association, we have what's called, um, member clubs. And basically what that means is there's three tiers, um, that you get to choose from as a club. And with each tier, there comes, um, an assortment of benefits that you get, whether it be education related or convention related, um, you know, you get access to, uh, thousands of sessions online. Um, so, so basically my role is to connect with as many youth coaches in the country 
and um, educate them on, on what our association does. So, you know, basically by signing up for member club, um, I think the, the biggest, like the driving factor as to why clubs do sign up is the education piece. Um, we offer a, a variety of education courses. And so I think, I think for them, that's probably the, the biggest, um, biggest factor, if that makes sense. So yeah, just, um, connecting with as many coaches as I can and just educating them on what we do. And, and then from there, when they do sign up and become a member club, um, just supporting them in, in whatever way possible, however I can and providing them with the resources that we have within our association to help, um, their coaches become better. So yeah, absolutely. And and I think, so I was introduced to United Soccer Coaches back when it was uh, an SCAA. Mm. And this is, again, for, for me, it's going back almost 10 years. Um, and obviously the organization has been around way longer than that. Um, but one of the things that, that, was, that I was very excited about when I first had my first membership was the, and I don't know that <clears throat> it's, 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 uh, it's there as this anymore. Um, but there used to be a, uh, uh, a, like a, um, it was a session library. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah. So that was a, that was a huge, that was a huge thing. So that was a way, great way to find different, different ideas and different things and even different um, like projects that people had put together. So, so it's been interesting to see now the development that United Soccer Coaches have made in the, in the, and you, you mentioned education in the online education part of it, right? So it's a lot more online courses now than there ever was before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's so many things. And so do member clubs have access to those or depending on the tier, you have access to those coaching education. Yes. Courses, right? Yeah. Regardless of the tier, you have access, um, to the e excuse me, e-learning courses and then the online resource library. Um, and you're right. It's, it's exciting. I mean, there's thousands of sessions on there for, um, members to, um, to utilize. And, um, so when I was, before I joined the association, I actually took my national diploma course with the association and Vince Gansberg and Dave Simeone, who are both, who are now our education directors, they taught my course and, you know, they always said like, and I'll, I'll never forget it. Like you don't need to reinvent the wheel. So if you have access to these sessions that have, that have been put together and they've been run and they've been successful in whatever capacity, go with it, use it. You know, you don't need to make up some crazy new activity. So yeah, I think, I think the fact that we offer our members that is, um, is huge. So. Yeah. And uh, let's take a little, little sidebar to talk about Vince Gansberg for a second. Uh, so Vince, who was on our podcast before we did, he was one of our first people that we interviewed during, during podcast row. I took my director of coaching diploma with, with Vince. Um, and uh, in general, he's somebody that uh, I think is, is at the forefront of, of coaching education in this country, as far as from a holistic approach, right. As to, uh-huh. and we've, we've had different conversations with them about the difference between, you know, high school, high school coaching education and youth coaching education and the difference in that and the, the differences in why the, and why there's differences and there should be. Um, what is, you know, 
and and Vince just took on a new role at United Soccer Coaches in the last year. Now he's the technical director. Is that the or director of coaching education? Yes. Director of coaching um, education coaching. director. Yes. Education director. Yeah. Um, I think at that time we were still trying to figure out what, like we were, and we had the conversation of like, what, <laughs> what do we call you? Um, <laughs> but, but can you talk about, um, you know, is, is Vince to a certain extent a, you know, uh, when you talk to clubs, is, is it somebody, something that you bring up the fact that he is the, you know, the, the director of education? for United Soccer Coaches? Absolutely. Um, no, it's, it's interesting you ask that question because um, when I, whether a current member club or um, a new member club, the first thing I do is I connect them with Dave and Vince because, again, I think the education is at what we offer that's, you know, at the forefront of our association. So, yes, that's... Um, I, I talk about, I bring up both Dave and Vince, um, to whoever I'm speaking with and, um, but they're, they're the experts in the area, obviously. Um, so after, you know, I, I talk member club, I sort of pass them along to, to Dave and Vince and, and connect them that way, because I mean, the education piece is, is huge. And I don't think people fully understand the the scope of what our association does i mean it's massive right and the amount of education courses we offer whether in person online hybrid the amount of instructors we have um so yes absolutely um so you know what can you touch a little bit on some of the benefits outside of the coaching education like what are some of the other benefits that that come with being a uh, a member club Yes. So I think um, the next big thing is um, uh, attending convention for free, just to, just based on which um, member club tier you choose. And then with certain ones, you get um, discounts as well to convention. Um, I, you've obviously been to convention. So, I mean, it's it's the biggest um, sports convention in in the country in terms of um coaches that attend and it's just such a great opportunity to not only you know listen to highly experienced and oftentimes successful coaches at all levels um teach courses whether on the field or in the classroom but it's it's such a great opportunity to connect and network with with other coaches. And, um, I mean, as prior to joining the association, I was, um, coaching at the collegiate level and I attended two conventions and it was such a great opportunity for me to connect. And I made so many connections while at the convention. Um, so I think that piece is, is fun and just as important. So that would be, um, another associated benefit with member club. And it's and it's great that you bring up the convention. So, um, so moving to Philadelphia again in 2023. Uh, so excited yep. for I'm excited for that because it's close to home. Right. Um, um but <clears throat> um, excuse me. Uh, but uh, you know, what are what are some of the things that that you're going to be involved in specifically coming coming to convention? Right. Like, are there are there new things that are coming down that you're going to be overseeing? Or is there anything you can give us kind of a little sneak peek to? Um, so, you know, seeing as though I'm in my fourth week, um, (laughs) on the job, 
we haven't got gotten into the um, details of that yet, but I'm sure you're familiar with the member club social that we have. Yep. And um, we're looking to sort of um, make it more engaging and just really get coaches excited to, you know, attend. Um, and, um, and then, you know, trying to, um, I guess, enhance the uh, youth awards that we offer. I think there's so many coaches out there, club coaches that don't know that, you know, our association does offer awards for their players and coaches. Um, you know, I, um, I was speaking to someone um, a couple of weeks ago at the um, Girls Academy event, and she said, you know, all these coaches ask, well, why is so-and-so, why are his players getting all these awards? Well, because he's a member and because he nominates his players and coaches for these awards. And, you know, I know like college, the, the award system we have with college is, is super prevalent um, because it's, it's the only one, but um, we, we have a lot of great youth awards that we, that we offer. So just trying to, um, I guess, enhance that a little bit as well. Yeah. And that, and I think that's a, that's a good point. I think, you know, um, you, you know, it, United Soccer Coaches offers awards, USYS offers awards. I think US Club maybe does as well. But anyway, so there's there's different different tiers and different levels of it. I think the biggest thing, and I think this is why the mem- being a member club is important, or at least why I feel it's important for, for me and, and my organization, is that it, it keeps you engaged and it keeps you, it gives yeah. you, you know, it, it's great to get an award, but at, some, at, at that time, as like you said, right, someone has to nominate you, right? So someone has to take that time and, mm-hmm. and go ahead and do this. And I think sometimes that gets that gets missed, right? Uh, mm-hmm. No one's just going to be walking down the soccer field and just be like, oh, wow, look at you. Here's an award. Like, right. th- there's there's a different process. There's a process to it. And I think um, this gives coaches um, and organizations in general a little bit more responsibility, puts, puts a little accountability to it as well. And I think there's... Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it does right. So the, at the end of the day, right, as soccer coaches, we're here to grow players, right? And obviously, and help coaches grow as well. But within that, there's that responsibility. If you're a member of club, right, you you're clearly choosing to be a member of club for a specific reason. But one of those reasons should be to to help your your players and your coaches grow, right? So mm-hmm. so take that responsibility. And if you have a coach that you feel like is a word award um worthy than nominate them same thing with players and i think that's that's a big thing that you know um in the past i've I've had conversations like well what are we getting out of this like well i mean it's like anything else right you're gonna get out what you're gonna put in right like exactly if, if you put nothing into it then you get nothing out of it right like exactly so there's, there's a big level of responsibility that i think is and i do think that you know enhancing the member the member club social um, could help with that connecting connecting with other coaches i think it's, mm-hmm. it's really cool um in the past i've i've been through a few um member club socials and they've all been slightly different you know some here and there mm-hmm. um but i do think that there it is a cool way to connect with people i think the last time we mm-hmm. went at, we were at a member club social we interacted with somebody well, with four people from cincinnati i think um they just happened to be you know, sponsored by the, they, they had the same brand that we did as a uniform. So we just got to connect to that. 
Um, but we were there, right? So it was cool to to kind of share to share that moment. So I think anything that we can do to to share ideas or things like that, and also again hold people accountable to a certain extent, right? In 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 that in a good way, right? Not in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a good way of like, hey, you're getting this. Might as well like you know invest in it. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, so I wanted to ask you. So you you brought up that you were a college coach before you were you were in the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe based on my, my research, you played college soccer as well. I did. Yeah. So you went from playing college soccer to becoming a coach to now doing something slightly different. So yeah. what, uh, what, what kind of brought on that transition? That's a good question. And to be honest, I don't know if I have the complete answer for you. <laughs> um, That's okay. But no, I mean, so I, I've been extremely, um, uh, I'm so grateful for the opportunity I had to to coach at the collegiate level. I I started out um, at a division two in South Dakota. Um, the head coach at the time just took a chance on me, um, didn't know me from Adam and just said, yeah, come on, be my grad assistant. And um, so I was there for two years and I completely fell in love with it. And I was like, okay, I think, you know, I want to pursue this. And so then I got my first full-time job at Wisconsin Green Bay. I was there for two years. And then um, I got um, a job down in Miami at Florida International University. So in total, I think I was in the game for um, coaching for about five years or so. And it was, um, it was fantastic. And I, you know, I don't, I don't regret it for a second. Um, But you know, I basically, a, a friend of a friend connected me with, um, uh, Patricia Hughes, um, within the association, who's our college services director. And, um, you know, they were like, they're hiring. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm going to keep an open mind. Um, I don't really know anything about the position. Um, but anyways, long story short, I had a, about a two hour conversation with, um, Trish over the phone. And, um, it was, we just, we connected in a way that, um, I guess I can't really explain. And so she's my, um, direct supervisor and she just completely sold me on the position on the association. I mean, I've been a a member, um, since I've been coaching since I started coaching. And so I have a great deal of, um, respect and admiration for the association and, and what, um, what it has to offer. And so I just, you know, it just seemed like a great opportunity. And um, that's not to say I won't miss coaching at the collegiate level because, you know, I definitely will, but um, there's, there's pros and cons to it. Um, but I'm, I'm very excited for this opportunity and um, you know, same thing, Trish, um, Angie Eliason, the CEO and, and Jeff Andrews in our, um, or excuse me, Angie COO, Jeff CEO completely took a chance on me. Um, and I'm extremely grateful. So, well, and you don't have to live in the Florida heat anymore, do you? No, no, I'm, um, I'm making the trek up to Kansas city on Monday. There you go. So still I've been, so I've been working remote for the last month. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been, it's been nice. Um, but I'm ready to get back to seasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, somebody as as somebody that, that grew up in South Florida, not too far from where you okay. probably are right now. Uh so yeah, I grew up in Broward County. 
Mm. So, and I went to college at Nova Southeastern. So not okay. not not far from FIU. No. Um. So, so having, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and I know I'm never going back. <laughs> <laughs> it's some days it's just like excruciating, and I mean in in like the winter months it gets a little cooler and you can be comfortable in like a hoodie and stuff but um you know we don't we don't really have a fall um I didn't get to experience like the change in leaves and stuff and I was like oh I miss this (laughs) yeah it just goes from humid to a little less humid to the more exactly exactly. it's always still humid yeah yes Um, no completely understand that um do you think do you think in general um the and i think i've seen it i've seen it at at times more more and more now with different people but do you think and obviously everyone's you know story and path is different but do you think that that the collegiate coaching world or even the coaching world in general at times puts a lot of stress on coaches and it and it kind of pushes you to almost see yourself completely out of it yeah um Unfortunately, um, I, it's just, I guess it's the world we live in today, but, um, yeah, it is. It's, it's, um, you know, you put, you put forth so much of your time, um, and the hours are just, um, ridiculous at, at times throughout the year, obviously in season. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's, everyone knows that the, um, pay isn't always, (laughs) what it should be just based on the amount of hours you're working. Um, yeah, it is. It's very, it's, it's a strenuous job. Um, and there's just, I think the biggest thing is, um, there's never really any security. You don't get that sense of security. Um, and you know, that's not to say in, in other jobs, professions that you can't be let go at any given time, you know, it just depends. Right. Um, but it, it, you know, when you're, when you're coaching at the collegiate level, you're essentially, um, putting your fate in the hands of 18 to 22 year old young women or young men. Um, and that's frightening. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's frightening. Um, and I, I think the other thing too, is, is people don't realize people who aren't really familiar with, um, I guess probably sports in general, specifically at the collegiate level, they oftentimes would ask me, so when's your season in the fall? Okay. So what do you do outside of season? (laughs) It's like, okay. It's not like I just pack up and sit on the beach from, you know, um, December to July. (laughs) There's, there's so much more, um, that, that college coaching, um, encompasses and people just don't fully understand the scope of it. Um, and I always tell people like it's 70%, it's excuse me, 30% coaching and 70% the other stuff, whether it's admin or, um, I don't, for lack of a better way to put it, babysitting your players, you know what I mean? Um, but again, I mean, it was, it was a great five years and the connections I I made along the way are, um, some that I'll never forget. And specifically connecting with the young women, um, and, and just being able to make an impact on their lives in, in some, in some form was probably the most rewarding piece about it. So, 
Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I think you know the the. It's funny because I was I was about to mention it when you when you said the the thirty percent coaching seventy the other stuff. Every coach I've talked to said I wish I could coach more because like oh yeah yeah you I mean you you really don't get to so um no I think it's and I think the I think but I do think that you've for example you found a way to you know be involved and impact the game from a different standpoint and hopefully. Um, those impacts are able to bring in some change, right? I think with more edu- with more edu- coaching education and more more um, discussions, I think comes the idea of potential change, right? I think mm-hmm. obviously there's a million and one different ideas of how how everybody can approach it. You know, obviously there's there's those that think that extending the college season into a year round season instead of a you know half the year kind of thing would would alleviate a some of the stress for players and and some things like that, you know, but so there's a different ways to look at it, but I do think that you found a way to, to now impact the game at a different level and maybe focusing now on the youth side, which again does in the long-term affect the college side of the game. So absolutely. So from that standpoint, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I I think sometimes people don't realize how um, great the connection is between youth and college. I mean, um, I think sometimes that's often overlooked, but yeah, like, I mean, like you said, there's such a one impacts the other, no doubt. So. All right. Well, Cassidy, it was fantastic to have you on. Uh, we're excited to be in Philly in 2023 and meet in person. Um, so, and we're also excited to be hopefully part, part of the podcast show again, and just in general, just to take on all the all the benefits that the United Soccer Coaches brings on as being a member club. So thanks so much for coming on and uh, looking forward to meeting you in person in Philly. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And um, thank you for being um, a loyal member to our association. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to to work with you moving forward. And yes, meet you um, in person in Philly. So awesome. it'll be here before we know it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's I mean, it's all it's July. Uh, and by the time you blink, it's November, and then all of a sudden we're starting to plan for a convention on our end. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred. It's exciting, though. Yes. Exactly. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much, Cassidy. Thank you. Take care. All right. We're back, Dwayne. Um, women's national team Monday night played Canada. Uh, Alex Morgan PK in the seventy eighth minute to win the Concacaf Women's Championship. Uh, I was having an interesting conversation with Lou on Tuesday actually about this. So I asked him if he watched the game and he said, yes, I asked him what his thought was, And he brought up a good point, which was so, because I asked him, you know, there's been a lot of rotations in the, in the squad. Alyssa Nair ended up playing in the, in the final and she hadn't played the previous two games. And so there's a lot of different changes throughout the, throughout the roster. Um, and, they this they I mean he made it made a good point, right? So if the US had lost this game, for example, then they would have had to play Jamaica in the um playoff like world or Olympic playoff thing, which still gives you a very, very good chance of making the Olympics. Right. So you're you're you know, no disrespect to Jamaica, but the, the chances of Jamaica beating the US are are very, very little. So you're still in a good you position. Want, you never want to put yourself in that predicament. You don't, which you didn't, right? You ultimately won. But 
but and, and I thought the U.S. had you know from watching the highlights, I didn't get to stay up that late, but um, the U.S. had a very good you know dominant performance. Obviously, again, goal off a of PK, but had some really good opportunities throughout the throughout the game in general. So good for the women's national team for um, not conceding a goal the entire tournament, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, they didn't concede a goal the entire tournament. So it's good for them. Good result. So um, straight to the Olympics with that. Um, the Euros uh, are in the quarterfinal stages right now. The women's Euros. Uh, England and Spain played a fantastic match that went into overtime. Um, Spain got off to the to the lead in the second half and then tied uh tied the game, England tied the game with six minutes left to go in regulation. And then uh, Georgia Stanway um, in the 96 minutes, so right, going six minutes into the extra time uh, or the overtime periods um, puts the game winner in. So I think, it, I think people expected that to not be as close of a game as it was. I think everybody expected England just roll right through Spain, and they didn't. Uh, Germany ended up beating Austria 2 nothing. And then uh, today, Sweden and Belgium play. And then tomorrow, France and the Netherlands play. So that'll be the semifinals. And in the Copa America, the Women's Copa America, uh, Argentina last night beat Venezuela. Uh, Brazil still rolling rolling strong. Beat Peru 6 nothing. So now um, Argentina is playing Colombia for the semifinal in a spot in the World Cup. And then Brazil is playing Paraguay. In the semifinal as well. So hopefully Argentina can beat Colombia, which that'll be a really tough match. That'll be on Monday. That'll be a really, really tough game for, for Argentina. So um you catch you doing those games, man? No, I missed all those games due to sleep or being at work. Because <laughs> I um, work, I come home and sleep. <laughs> all right. Um, do you want to move on to the player of the match? Um, well, I want to I want to ask you this question yes. about um, clubs playing with two teams in the friendlies. So I don't know if you noticed, like Crystal Palace has two teams playing in the friendlies. So I, do you think that helps you know players get more playing time, or do you think it hurts players because they're all not playing together? What do you mean they, they have two teams? So Crystal Palace is a team that's playing in Asia. Mm-hmm. They just play Man United. Mm-hmm. They also have a team playing friendlies against sides in England. They split their squad up. I, I this I, I would actually say that this is there's some probably some merit to that. So I think you miss I think the drawback, the 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 negative aspect of it is that you you get you don't get the the bonding team chemistry thing right like you don't get to spend the time together the upside to it is that now you're able to give players more minutes per game instead of giving you know you're swapping out goalkeepers every 30 minutes or you're you know you're those little things like that now you're giving you're giving more players more games or more game time because you have smaller rosters Right. Um, the thing it, about it, right? You can't split. Like you can't split your coach and have them in two places either. 
No, but I mean, look at look at the size of the staff on on these clubs, right? Like, you're talking about, you know, at least ten different people that that have the ability to to oversee a a game or a team or training sessions, in general. Um, so I don't know. I think I think there's there's some probably some merit to it. Obviously, they made they made some research. They researched the idea of it and to to do it. Um, it probably gives you the ability to bring in some younger players, maybe. I mean, that's another reason, yeah. especially for the local one. So you think you think this is something that's going to go on in the future? You think you see a big club like you know Man City or Man United splitting their squad up in the future? But I don't know. They would split it like 50-50. I do think it would be like maybe top eighteen and and the other eighteen and you know, to make thirty six players. I think the only drawback is that you have a lot less players for training. You know, especially if you're further away, right? You know, if you're overseas or you're in a different country, you, you don't have the same amount of players available for training if you want to do some different things. But outside of that, no, I think there's some merit to it. You know, I think there's, there's probably some value. I just thought that was something interesting when Crystal Palace played two games in one day. And I was just like, yeah, played Man, like, I think they just played Man United. And then like a couple hours later, they were playing like Gillingham. And I was like, how, yeah, how, I mean, it, we, yeah, it probably it probably and it also it does also probably does have the ability to like now you're financially you're building at both ends right like you got money you get money to go overseas and then now you're like depending on where you're playing maybe you're making some some stuff at home you know making a little change at home couple couple dollars couple dollars you know everything goes a long way every scarf helps hey club america made a couple dollars <laughs> yeah there's some big games coming up. What is it, Saturday or Sunday? Uh, Real Madrid against Barcelona in Vegas, Vegas, right? In Vegas, yeah. You got Red Bull and uh, Barcelona coming up, and Red Bull. How about the fact that Ricky Pooch is not in the U.S.? Ricky Pooch is gone, but yeah, it's not official yet. Shall we say he didn't want him? No, so he has the ability to. The here's the problem: Ricky Pooch, the last I read. Ricky Pooch does not want to play in a place that's not Spain. So that's the hard part. Well, there's a lot of teams in Spain. There is, but I, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I did see last night, uh, big news, Luis Suarez is potentially going back to Uruguay to play. Interesting. Thought that was an interesting decision made by him, but by yeah. passing MLS, huh? I guess so. He'd get buckets in MLS from like midfield. He would. You know. You know. You should be fighting to sign him. DC oh. United. DC United. Yeah. Yeah. They're oh. they're bad. <laughs> he would have thirteen goals in two games. Yeah. Um, he gave it seven against an MLS squad. Like, yeah, Bayern crashed you and probably took their foot off the gas. Real. Um. All right, you want to go play of the match? I mean, it was nothing at halftime. Yeah, come on. All right, <coughs> player of the match. Uh, all right, my player of the match goes to Minnesota United. The only MLS squad to win their friend. No, no, no. There was two. There was two. Charlotte. Charlotte did as well. Charlotte beat Chelsea in PKs. Oh, that doesn't count. 
but but yeah, uh, for that's putting four in, keep the fans in the stands and make sure the fans are happy. Four in on Everton. Everton, who just a few short years ago had Ancelotti on the on the, on the bench, trying to win, uh, trying to push for Champions League winning, and now they lost to Minnesota United. So that's my player match because Minnesota United for. For doing what they did, nothing against Everton. I just think it's any time when an MLS team can beat uh, a non-MLS team that that easily. It's good. So yeah, Minnesota United going to the Premier League and Everton coming over to MLS probably <laughs> better suits probably fits both teams, right? Yeah, Everton should play in the MLS. They should come play after season here, and everybody else goes and plays them at once. There you go. Because they should have got relegated. <laughs> All right, who's your player? Who's your player of the match? I'm sticking with the theme of club friendlies. I thought Kevin De Bruyne looked really good. He did. Actually, he looked really good. I, I don't think I know he looked really good on the field uh, against Club America. Just dangerous. Looked like he was like didn't even look like it was a friendly. Like he looked like he had continued playing throughout the year and he was in mid season. So scored two goals. That's all they needed. It looked really good. Good. All right. On this day in soccer history, July 22nd, 2006, Arsenal plays their first match at the Emirates. Um, Arsenal plays against Ajax. <coughs> uh, beats them 2-1. to one. So the first opening game of the, of the Emirates Stadium there. So 2006, July 22nd. So good, good on there for the Gunners. Um, and I'm going to keep on that with my fair play of the week. My fair play of the week goes out to Amazon Prime. Because Amazon, for the year? huh? For the free Grubhub? No, no, no. So Amazon Prime um, has uh, now is doing a series. Uh, it's an all or nothing arsenal. Oh, jeez. So, uh, so, an inner look at a Mikel Arteta. So I'm excited. And the reason why I say Amazon Prime is just because in general, again, I, and we've said this before, we live in a, we live in a time where um, it's exciting to have shows out there. Um, so yeah, thanks Amazon for, you know, for giving us a, a, you know, peeling back the curtain a little bit. So, and not making it all about the same team, you know, varying it up. We've had city, we've had Spurs, we've had Leeds. Now we get um now we get um Arsenal. So that'd be fun. Crystal Palace had one too. So Crystal Palace tied this morning. Oh, okay. Which which team was it? That's what I'm trying to find out right now. Crystal Palace Premier One, Showcase One, Showcase Two. I mean it's <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. They uh tied leads. <laughs> Um, all right, might, might have been Crystal Palace too. <laughs> all right, who who's your fair play of the week? Because like they play tomorrow, like which is crazy. Um, my fair play of the week is going to go out to just the MLS for being welcome welcoming to these teams from overseas. We haven't had this these friendlies for a while. So it's just good to see all these fans coming out, packing out the stadiums, the football stadiums, because these there's so many people coming to these games. 
and it's just good exposure. Um, I think for both groups, it's good for the overseas brands to kind of expose themselves back into these markets. And it's good for the MLS teams to play against higher level competitions and the Liga Equis teams to play against higher level of competition. And, um, you know, just continue to build a brand around the world. Yeah, there you go. I think uh, Green Bay and Wisconsin is getting ready to their first soccer game ever this weekend. Um, so that'll be good for that region too, seeing there's no team in Wisconsin. So, you know, I think a lot of those fans have to travel like Minnesota or Chicago. Yeah. Whatever one's closer, not really sure. But <clears throat> a lot of, it just gives fans different opportunities to see games that they normally wouldn't see. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Well, um I <clears throat> I will admit that this has been one of the like maybe slightly lower energy episodes we've done. And that, you know, that that uh, sometimes happens. Well, I got a dead computer over here that I need to uh, sort out. Yeah. So I'm kind of bummed about that because I really don't want to go get a new computer. Yeah, I'm with you. And I'm dealing, I'm still dealing with being sick. Um. So, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. It's okay to admit it. You know, sometimes you have to admit the fact that, you know, you're not having a great day. And that's okay. That's just part of it. But at the end of the day, uh, we we did it. We're excited for it. Episode 108. Uh, and thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot. <laughs>